On today's episode of the SPEMA Council podcast, we had on Brock SPEMA alum and the founder of Shop Dresser, Sarah Marie Doherty, onto the show. Uh, We talked about uh, her time in sport management, which included an exchange uh, to the University of Florida for tourism and sport management. We chat about... uh, the, about the founding year for shop for for shop dresser, which was in 2019, and the motivation behind starting that own, that own, that own, that, uh, her own, her own business. We also talked about uh, her strategy she uses from a marketing and social media perspective to reach consumers, the hurdles that she's had to na- to navigate to navigate uh, with, with her with her business, and the long term aspirations for shop dresser. Big thank you to Jake Matthews for coming on to host the show. And just a heads up for those listening on audio, um, I I said on, on uh, something along the lines of I missed the smash com- completely. That was because if you're watching the video version, I I try I, I tried to hit a ping pong ball with a racket during the video during during our intro, and I failed horribly. So you can have a good laugh at that, but rest assured. Uh, I'll be coming back for some sort of redemption uh, during during the next episode, so you can have a good laugh of that uh, at that before uh, the interview starts. But without further ado, uh, we hope you enjoy this edition of the show. Sit back and relax, and enjoy because this is the Spema Council Podcast. How's it going, everybody? That was the worst smash ever. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're having a fantastic day. I like to sit back and relax and welcome you to another episode of the Schema Council podcast. Oh my God, that was dismal. <laughs> the effort that counted. <laughs> oh my God. Am I, she, am I that bad at ping pong? I, my, I, I got, my game needs some work. So slander me in the comments. Because the loft building has been closed. Smash. I should have. I should have went with a backhand. Because uh, that. Because that. Because. Because I. Because I'm better with that. But wow. That. Wow. Jeez. I. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Rem- I don't remember uh, failing on intro that that hard before <laughs> for the show. But so uh, we will go. We will go with it. Um, joining us for this episode, co- uh, as a as a special guest co-host, he was on. La- he was on uh, the show last season when we. Uh, brought on Tyler Matthews of Athletes Can onto the show. Please welcome count, uh, SPEMA Council Member Jake Matthews onto the show. Fresh off a fresh off a spring and summer trip uh, up it up in up in up in Alberta. Jake, how's it going, buddy? Good. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be in good, person. Good. good for, for 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 sure for sure. How was how was Alberta, bud? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I was working there, but it didn't feel like work. It just felt like a four-month vacation. Well, I'm well, 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 well. Looks well. Looks like you were golfing every 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 three every three days. So I don't. Oh, so, yeah. uh, Definitely so four or so five I, times. So I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, where whereabouts though? Uh, I was in Jasper. So just felt like three and a half hours from Banff. Just a little, basically Banff, but smaller. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Very and nice. And free golf. So why not? Hundred percent. No, no one's no one's turning that down, especially no. <laughs> especially especially COVID, where it's like the safest recreational option. Exactly. Don't blame it. But uh, on the on to on to on to on on let's getting down to business here. Uh, we had a very a awesome episode uh, with Sarah Marie Doherty, Brock Spima alum and the founder of Shop Dresser. If anyone doesn't know what Shop Dresser is, it's a it's an it's an it's an apparel store. Featuring, featuring a bunch of Canadian universities that uh, that that they that they and they and they and they and they and they, and they sell T-shirts, sweaters, every uh, any kind of all kind all kinds of unique edgy university 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 apparel with uh, with 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 cool with cool with cool slogans um, and no doubt this business uh, and watch out for this business in the next couple of years because uh, with the trajectory it's on. Um, and it's hard to miss because uh, if you're on Instagram and TikTok, chances are if you're a university student, you may have seen it. Um, but with the trajectory that it's on, I uh, yeah, this 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 uh, this venture uh, could be could be going big uh, in 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 the ne- in the next few years or so. So, Jake, I just wanted to um, ask you what what your main takeaways for uh, uh, for uh, were uh, for you uh, during during this uh, interview. 
yeah i like that this how like realistic she was like all of her strategies and just how she got to where she was she didn't like she didn't like lie or say anything like that it's just you know very realistic of how people's career path they're going to be and gave a very mm-hmm. unique perspective on her social media like strategies and marketing strategies mm-hmm. She's very. She was. She she was very very up up front with you know mm-hmm. with especially 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 business strategy. There's a science to you know to what to what she does, and a lot of it, a lot of it is a great use of indirect of indirect of indirect marketing. I won't go into detail. I won't go into detail to, to ruin to ruin it to ruin it for you guys. But uh, it, it's it's all it's all about especially on the social media side. It's all about getting eyes on what she, on what she's selling, what she's selling, and what she's making available uh, to to consumers, which you know are university students, stu- students, students, students like us. And she's been able to effectively use the uh, the, uh, the uh, Insta- uh, platforms like Instagram and TikTok to grow to uh, to grow to you know to to grow to grow her to grow her brand, um, and you know. Just, 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 uh, just, just seeing, you know, what, you know, what it takes to, to, uh, to not to, you know, to operate a bit, operate a business, the level of passion and commitment it takes, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's really, it's really admirable, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, it's not as glamorous as it may always seem. She definitely, nope. definitely shows that hard work is needed to be put into it. No. No, and, uh, and 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 you know, like, uh, I, and you know, I think this is another episode where you know we uh, we we can see you know uh, sport man like our, like sport management experience at Brock uh, being being used in a variety of uh, in a variety of, of other of other of other forms, and you know it, it's quite it's quite it's quite tra- it's quite transferable. The skills that you know you met yeah that that um that 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 you know. She she uh, she talks about um, at at its at its core, you know, our 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 skills that can be that that are taught that are taught in some courses uh, at the at the SPEMA at the SPEMA at the SPEMA program. For example, for example, for example, for example, uh, for example, sports sales sports sales and promo- and, 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 promo- and promotions. Um, that um, that that co- that those the skills that that uh, that. That uh, the course that the course teaches from from a the, from a theoretical perspective, definitely are put definitely are put to use in uh, in, dre- in dresser's business business plan and how uh, she market she market she markets the products. Marketing's obvious obvi- ob- uh, an, an, an obvious an obvious one even even spot even sponsorship uh, and, and and stuff like that. So it really shows I guess the transferability of the FEMA degree. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Um. I get. I, I guess um, uh, we should. We should probably move on to the uh, to 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 the to the to the interview because uh, if if I if you know if, if I say any more, uh, I, I might I might give away uh, I might give away some stuff that uh, I might give away some stuff and uh, and you and uh, and someone's going to be complaining that uh, that that I that I that I spoil that I spoiled a few parts of the interview. So I guess before we head off to. Uh, head off to the interview with Sarah Jake uh, any 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 final thoughts before we get her going I uh, hope everyone likes it it's definitely one of the more unique uh podcasts we have and it'll be it'll be good 100% 100% Jake all right let's uh without further ado let's get let's swing it over to Sarah Marie Doherty Brock Spima alum and current founder of Shop Dresser enjoy everybody All right, for this edition of the Spima Council podcast, we have uh, we have quite the guest on to this uh, coming on to the show, a proud Spima grad as well as a uh, as well as a uh, University of Florida alum for an exchange program in tour and tourism and sport management. She started with Can- with with Canland Ice Sports as a programs manager, but 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 uh, but discovered a, pa- a, pa- a passion in university apparel with Shop Dresser, which found which founded in 2019. It's a rapidly expanding one-stop shop for unique university apparel featuring universities across the uh, across the country from coast to coast. Please welcome our guest for this show, Sarah Marie Doherty. Welcome, and uh, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. To get this show on the road, uh, this is the de facto first word of the SPEMA Council podcast. Sarah, what mindset have you adopted to forge a successful career? 
Yeah, so I have been thinking about this since you guys sent me over this question and I saw that you guys were announcing that this whole season was going to be about mindset in general. So I gave a couple things a thought, but I think the number one mindset that's really gotten me where I am today is basically saying yes to almost every opportunity that I was given from university and now going forward. Um, now that my career has developed a little further, I have been able to say no to more projects, which has been nice to have a little bit more creative control and more management of my time. But when I was in university, I literally said yes to everything, whether it be like helping someone with an assignment, internships, volunteer opportunities, um, whatever it took, like I was there. So I think that's been a major like mindset thing for me going forward. Yeah. And in, in you know, it, um, it, like simple, simple stuff, which you mentioned, like helping people with, with, with assignments. I mean, to the newer people, to the new, to the people that uh, have just, have just spent uh, a couple of weeks in the speed, in the speed, in the speed of program. And by the way, uh, again, we hope that you're, uh, that you're just, that you're, that you're adjusting well to, uh, to the, to the, to the academic term. Uh, you know, these people can be, uh, can, 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 can be connections in the long run. They can be, and uh, more importantly, they can be good mates. I mean, like just help, just, you know, just helping with assignments uh, at the very least, just gets you connect, get, just get, just get you meeting new people. And, uh, you know, uh, I can, I can speak from personal, from personal experience, you know, from, for a guy that, that can't, that, that came from, came from Mississauga, knowing absolutely no one in the program, in the program, you know, just, uh, can just, uh, just, you know, off, offering to offering to help people a bit with, uh, with, with, with assignments or, or just talking to them, to, to, to them, to them, and to them in general. Like, uh, I know, like I've, I can, I can't, I can count, I can count on both hands, like how many people I, I met in first year that I can, that I consider, uh, I can consider great, uh, great friends, great friends of mine, uh, great friends of mine to this day. So definitely um, an excellent, excellent strategy. If, uh, if, if you're, uh, if, if you're looking to uh, adjust smoothly to the SPEMA program and university life in general. People yeah, remember 100%. the small things. Yes, I Just agree. Just the little completely. things can help. They'll remember it a lot more than you'd think. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Right, so Sarah, uh, you spent the Brock at Brock for the SPEMA program from 2013-2017, which ex in included the exchange of tourism sport management at the University of Florida. During that time, what sort of niches were you trying to focus on career-wise, whether it be sports or elsewhere in your life? Yeah, absolutely. So my four years at Brock were a little more, I don't want to say unique, but it, I was definitely on a different career path than most of the people in the program. Um, I always tell this story that when I first came to Brock, we were in a class of 180 people and the professor, I don't remember specifically who it was, but they said who here wants to be the GM of the Leafs and almost everyone in the class raised their hand. And I kind of sat there and was like, maybe I'm in the wrong program. <laughs> like, I was like, this is not what I'm looking to do. Um, and then I had another, I don't want to say incident, but situation where I, all the sports I participated in when I was a kid weren't like tournament style. I grew up racing motocross. I was a competitive um, nice. like power tumbler and cheerleader. So I was in very like unique sports. So I never competed in something tournament style. And I remember Professor Chard said something. We had like an assignment where we had to do like a round robin thing. And I literally made an appointment with him to figure out what a round robin was because I, I didn't know. Like I genuinely wow. was like, I just don't know what that is. And he kind of looked at me and was like, are you doing? And I was like, dude, like I am here to work in extreme sports. Like I want to work for the X games. Like I want to do some sort of like snowboarding, NASCAR, IndyCar, like F1. Like I want to work for Red Bull. Like I want to help people jump out of planes, like do super obscure stuff like that because I was like raised in the extreme sports industry. So that was really my focus was trying to get the attention of the extreme sports world, which was a little more difficult in Canada, but I made my way through it and eventually got into that side of sport. It, that that's that's really that's really interesting. I mean, like I like like you know the 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 stereo the stere, the stereotype uh, around speed around 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 speed students is like oh everyone's sports people they they know every they know everything about they know they know everything about sports and. And, and, and that, and, and that, and, and, and that's, and, and that, and that, and that's it. But, you know, um, it isn't, it isn't always like a one-dimensional background of like, of, 
you know, uh, my favorite sports, hockey or football or basket or basketball. Like some people come to the program for very, for very, for very, for very different, for very different reasons. And from, from, you know, uh, not from, I guess, not, 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 tra- not traditional sport, not traditional sports backgrounds, which, you know, yeah, which, 100%. Yeah. Which, which, uh, which makes, which makes FEMA like, uh, like, uh, um, makes FEMA like really, 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 really unique. Um, it, expo- it exposes you to, you know, different people with different, with different, with different stories, different ways, and like how they, how they actually, how they actually came to, how they actually came to the program, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, so, uh, so fast forward a couple years, um, and, uh, and 2019 was, uh, was a bit, was, uh, was a bit of a milestone for you, uh, to put it lightly as that was the founding year for, uh, for your business shop dresser. Um, I just, I just want to understand what was the motivation behind, uh, behind making the decision to, uh, to found your own business and start up in the apparel space. Um, yeah, I'll try and make a very long story short, but I may ramble on a bit, so bear with me. No worries. No um, worries. <laughs> I came from a very entrepreneurial background. Um, so my parents are both entrepreneurs. Sometimes when I would be in corporate life, my parents would literally like be like, just just quit your job, like just start a business. And I was like, oh, it's so easy. You can't just quit your job, but okay. Um, so when I was in high school, my parents owned a competitive cheerleading gym and I would do like all the like apparel designs for us and the website designs. And we would always have my designs sent off to a printer and someone would print them and we'd get them back. And I'd always be like, oh, I bet I could do this for so much cheaper. Like, I bet I could do this one day when I get a heat press. Like it was like a running joke that one day I would have a heat press. And now heavy press. So that's great. <laughs> um, so it all came like it came around. It was good. Um, but anyways, after Brock, I worked in sport for a couple years and I worked for like IndyCar and I worked for NASCAR. And in Canada, that's not something unfortunately there's many like full-time positions in. So it was just after that, kind of taking what I could get. And I was working in hockey at the time, which like, no offense to hockey, but I hate it. Um, So (laughs) it's like, I know everyone has their sports, but it's definitely not mine. So I wasn't exactly sure why I was working in hockey. And I was having like a little bit of an existential crisis. Like I was, after I graduated, I really went through a hard time of like post-grad depression and figuring out like, if I wasn't a student, who was I? And at the time I was in a long distance relationship with a guy from Queens. So I spent a lot of my time in the car listening to podcasts. And do you know who Jay Shetty is? Do you ever listen to Jay Shetty? I'm that no. name sounds familiar, but I may need a refresher. <laughs> he's a, he's not a sports podcast guy. He's like, um, he's a former monk actually, and teaches people about purpose and well-being. I would highly recommend him if you haven't listened to him before. But he was basically talking about an episode in an episode saying like, how do you find your passion and your purpose? Like, and he was like, one of the number one ways you can do that is to look at your credit card statement. So if you look at your credit card statement and you spend all your money like on streaming services for like games or like going to football games or going to hockey games, like you can tell that like you're passionate about sports. And he was like, what do you do in your free time? And I started to analyze like what I did in my free time and none of it was sports related. And I was like, am I really that passionate about sports? Why do I want to work in this industry? Like, what am I chasing and why? And I kind of analyzed, I gave myself like a little psychotherapy session. Um, and was like, you know what? Maybe like I've been chasing this because my dad loves extreme sports. And on some level, I just want to impress him and make him think that I'm interesting so he can tell his friends his daughter works for NASCAR. And there's something about like women in extreme sports that's like attractive on some level, like men like when women can talk sports with them. And like, I was really like digging into this. And I was like, why am I doing this if it's really not who I am? I don't talk about sports. I don't go to events. Like I don't do any of this. Whose dream am I chasing? So existential crisis taking place in the car um so that was fun 
And so I started to analyze like what I do spend my money on and what I am passionate about. And a lot of it came down to fashion. Like I love fashion and I love like presenting your passion, literally wearing your heart on your sleeve and saying like, I don't go to Queens, but like, I'm a queen student. Like, this is who I'm proud to wear this. You're wearing a Brock Sport Management t-shirt because you're proud to be part of like Brock Sport Management. And like a lot of people do that, of course. We tell stories of who we are through our clothing. And a number of events kind of led up to what Dresser has now became. But like I said, my boyfriend was a queen student and he asked me to come to homecoming with him. And I was at work one day and just decided that I was going to like design a t-shirt for myself for homecoming because I went on the Queens like bookstore website and I didn't see anything that like really spoke to me. I wanted something that was like a little more edgy and a little more fashionable and said basically like I don't go to Queens but still hey like and I was going to figure out how to print a t-shirt. I was like this is my mission to figure out how to print a t-shirt for myself. So I made a design that said, I kissed a gale and I liked it. And I was like, that's funny. That's edgy. Like, I think this is super cute. And I literally bought like an inkjet printer and transfer paper that you would like print out an image and iron it on with like an iron. It's like the worst quality. I still have it. Wine stains all over it. Like, it's just like terrible, but like, I don't want to get rid of it because it's like the first thing, one of the first things I ever made. And I made a couple of designs and this was all, I was living in a basement apartment in Etobicoke, like trying to make t-shirts like in this guy's basement. And a couple of people said to me, like, we really like that. Do you think you could make us a design for homecoming? And I was like, sure. Like, let me see what I can do. So I made a couple of designs that said like post-grad and sad because I felt that. And I thought Queen students might feel that too. Um, hot Gale Hoko, Gale's Gone Wild, like that kind of stuff. And I sold like seven shirts to my friends. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, this could, maybe I could do like make some shirts and do this like on the side or whatever. Um, and then I was like, maybe I could do something for St. Patty's Day. Like there's not really any specific St. Patty's Day merch. So I kept on working in my hockey job and I'd go home at night. And because I wasn't doing anything after work, I didn't know anyone in the GTA. Like I was like, oh, I'll build a business. Um, I made a bunch of like St. Patty's Day shirts and I was kind of like, same thing. My like brand is very like edgy, sarcastic. Like it has like a very distinct brand voice. And I don't know if you know the like competition between like Aberdeen and Ezra, like as like the party streets for like Queens and Maria. That that's, that's a rivalry in itself. Yes, exactly. So I made shirts for St. Patty's Day that said Ezra didn't get accepted to Queens. And people were like, Jeez. love that. Because I wanted to like humanize Ezra and be like, hey, that guy sucks. And he couldn't even get into Queens. <laughs> and like, what's funny is when I was applying for university, I couldn't even figure out the Queens website. Like, I was like, if I can't figure out what programs they offer, I'm definitely not smart enough to go here. Um, so it's funny now that I'm like make, making merch for them saying like, oh, this guy's not smart enough to get into Queens. But in reality, I couldn't get into Queens. Like, it's like, it just wasn't happening, but that's not the point. Um, and so my goal was to sell 25 shirts and I sold 75 and I was like, shit, <laughs> like, I was like, this could be something. Um, and then the pandemic happened and I don't want to get into like the whole story, but that was basically the beginning of it was I started making shirts and realized that like my passion wasn't necessarily in sports. It was maybe in something different um, and started to go down that career path. Yeah. I, and, you know, and, 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 you know, I think that's, that, that might, that that's probably like one of the fears that, you know, students may have it. It's like, it's like, Oh, if I don't get into sports right, 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 right away, you know, am I, am I, a, am I a failure? Was the, was the four years worth it? And, yeah, you know, and, you know, you know, I, I, you know, this is, this is something that, you know, I, I've, I, I've, I've got, I've gotten to realize is that, you know, the, the, a SPEMA degree is, is, a, is, a, is actually fairly transferable. 
Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, when, when you when you look when you look when you you know when you look when you when you look past like when you look past the sport the sports the sport the sports the sports the sports slant there's a business or there's a, there's a business oriented slant there's a business oriented slant too so so the so the marketing classes the sponsorship classes uh, sales 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 and sales and promotions. Um, all those um, are found are foundational concepts for you know for what you have for what you have to do well to be successful in to be successful with with um, to be successful in business or if you or in your case if you if you're running if you're running if if you're if you're running if you're running your if you're running your own right and sometimes you know yeah you, you, you know you're, you're you're forced to make those hard decisions of you know which which route which route which route which route which route do i take and and you and you're going and and you have to bet and you have to ban yourself sometimes um you know um like and, and you know and you know this is and you know this is this is this is this is funny because you know, with, with, the, with the, with the podcast, I was like the first, the first, the, the, the first, you know, the first episode I was like, I was sort of right, right. Uh, I was sort of running shotgun. Cause I, I, I honestly didn't have a clue what was, what was happening production wise, but uh, other mm -hmm. than, you know, other than, you know, conducting the interview itself. So, you know, it, it, it was, it was a hard question of, do should uh do am, am I a, am I able to do this? I don't. I literally don't know any 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 anything about any anything 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 about anything about this. What if I what if I what if I screw up? And you know, <clears throat> I just decide. You know what? You, you know you know what? There's I sense there's there there oppor, oppor, the the oppor, the opportunity the opportunities there. Let let's just, let's just ride with it. See 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 how it goes and bend and bend bend yourself and. Uh, and uh and, and push and push out your comfort zone a little you know and like absolutely and and you know switching paths um that is as getting of that is like that is like going that, that's like going um <clears throat> going that's 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 just uh a, ma a mass a massive a massive risk and a massive uh, bet, bet, on your, bet on yourself to trust that you know your your head your head in the right direction, and you know again it can't and you know it it can't it can be scary, but you know but with but with time, patience, commitment, and you know and you know the 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 the, the vision to see through what your pat what you're passionate about um usually 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 puts you in the in the right direction for success, and you know for shop dresser. Um, I, 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 I honestly think it, I, I think, I think it has like, it's, it's, it's all, it's, I mean, I, I can't, I can't miss it when I go on Instagram or, or TikTok, it's, it's everywhere. I'm following you. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just like, I have friends at other schools that have like bought your shirts and stuff from like lawyer and Queens and stuff like that. That's really cool. The one thing that like, when I get back, I don't want to make this sound like a therapy session by any means, but a lot of what shop dresser is, is like one of my major driving forces in life is legacy. And I'm very driven because of like a fear, like a unreasonable fear of death that like I'm going to be forgotten. And when I was working in sports, I had a really big interest in like sport architecture as well. That was something that I was maybe looking to explore and like facility management because I loved the idea of like, building a building or building an event or a program. And if I were to be gone, that would still be around after I was gone. I loved the idea of like something that I had my physical fingerprints on being here, um, no matter if I was or not. And that's one of the major things about Shop Dresser for me is like, if something were to happen to me, there would still be people wearing clothing that I physically designed and created with my own hands. And that's something that's really important to me is I, I want to leave a legacy and I want there to be something tangible here, no matter what happens. Because I think like literally, especially with the events that we saw this weekend at Western, we can see that someone's life can be taken away so quickly. And it, it's terrifying. Yeah. We're living in the middle of a global pandemic as well, where you could go to the store and get sick and all of a sudden your life changes so yeah. I think something really important to me is making sure that I'm making a tangible impact here um in everything that I do sorry 
<laughs> I think anyone's come on the podcast yet and been like the existential crisis. I'm scared of death, but <laughs> that's like I'm very authentic and like real with who I am and what my driving forces are because I've had a lot of time to like think about like why I do things and like what's the driving force behind my behavior. Um, and I think it's really important to be very like vulnerable and open about that stuff because other people 100%. are feeling those things too. Mm -hmm. uh, they just maybe don't know how to vocalize it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> so from a marketing and social media perspective, could you explain any of the types of strategies they use to effectively gain consumers? And that could either be first time or reoccurring buyers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys kind of mentioned it. Um, I am very active on social media, which is funny because like the first time I ever posted a TikTok, I was like terrified. I was like, I'm 24 years old. There's kids on here who are going to make fun of me. Like, I was like, this is not the place for me at all. But have either of you ever read the book, uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vee? I've heard the title, but I don't think I've read the book. I'm going to send you guys like a reading list and a podcast list all over, like after this and your, your mind is just going to be so awakened to new we can, ideas. We can, you know, we can include, we can, we can actually, we, I mean, we can, we can include in the, in the, in the description for, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Like in the show notes, we can do like a link to the book and like the podcast mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so the idea basically is that you're never really selling until the right hook. So you get like content, content, content of me being like, this is a sweater. This is something funny, whatever. And then boom, like I poked you for the sale. So an example of this would be, I post a video on TikTok and I'm wearing this queen sweater and I'm saying like, haha, like walk fester and like, whatever. I just look like a regular queen student making funny queens relatable content. And you're like, haha, that's funny. Subliminally, you're like, I like that sweater. You scroll, you keep doing your thing, whatever. You're now on Queens campus and you see someone walking around in another very unique looking sweater. Little do you know, it's my brother and I've basically placed him there as a crisis actor to like make you think about me and the sweater that I designed. So you're seeing something again. You then again go to like an event and you see someone in like an edgy, funny thing. And you're like, you know what? Those sweaters are pretty cool. I wanna buy one. So you go to the bookstore, you can't find it. You go to Tricolor, which is like their like clothing store on campus here at Queens. You can't find it. So you go back to my TikTok that you saved of me saying walk Western click on the count and realize you weren't even engaging with a store because I was never explicitly like, hey, buy this t-shirt. I was just wearing it and you happen to like it. So then once you finally get there, you're like, oh, this is exclusive. This is different. Like she never said to me, you never saw sponsored or like ad or whatever it was. It was a subliminal technique to make you think about me when you see different like sweater designs online. So you like get them without explicitly selling so when they're finally ready to purchase they think of you um so that's kind of like my technique in sales is like I don't ever want to be pushy I want it to be very subliminal um have you ever seen the movie Focus with Will Smith and Margot Robbie Margot yeah, Robbie I've seen, seen that it. one yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay so there's a scene in that movie where they're like basically like trying to manipulate someone into picking a certain number so the entire day they say to him in different ways they show him the number 55 they make him hear the number 55 so when he's finally ready to pick a number he chooses 55 and it's a very similar technique that I'm looking to use here that it's a very natural and organic sales technique so you're never actually ever being told but on some level you're hearing it you know what I mean yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 no, I, I completely understand. Like, it's, it's a brilliant use of in, of indirect, of indirect marketing. Like, yeah. you're not, you're not like, you're not explicitly put, you're not explicitly pushing the product, but as, but as consumers engage, that's, that's where, that's where, that's where, that's where they're, pe they're peeling back the, the, the multiple, the multiple layers that, that, you, that, that, that you have, that you, that you have embedded. Uh, that you have embed, embed in a in a in a plan that is that that is indirect that is indirect 
but um but but uh but from you from from your standpoint it's but it's indir- it's indir- it's indirect for for a, for a re- for a reason and then yeah and you know that that in that and you know that that force that forces them to that forces them to engage more be intrigued and that and 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 then and then and then look to a potential sale but you know like but you know like the like the worst case the worst case scenario even if they don't even if they don't even if they don't buy that's uh, that's eyes that's 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 eyes that's eyes on your product and 100%. you know that and you know that can and, you know that can only then you know that that's that's only going to grow uh it's only going to grow bigger um with with that with that strategy and more favorably than a, than a, than a than than a than a buy this shirt buy 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 the buy this shirt because xyz yeah. whatever it's however, not however, if however, my however, shirts however, aren't embroidered they're not like i'm not saying they're not better than anyone else's but they're just as good as a shirt you could buy in the bookstore mm. it's just for me more about like the experience of being part of the shop dresser community Mm -hmm. Um, like I want to give you more of the experience than you would be getting at a bookstore. Like we had a pop-up on the weekend and we were doing shots with all of our customers. Like, I I don't think anybody at your local bookstore is like, Hey, come buy a sweater and I'm going to get you a shot. Like I know that, that, or like we run, we had a pancake kegger once for anyone who bought our like merchandise for St. Patrick's day. I want it to be an experience. And then like, all of our photo shoots as well are students from that school. So then when you go on our website, you're seeing people who you see around your school and you see on your campus. So it feels really real and authentic to your university experience because it's actual people. It's not models. It's not me. It used to be me when we couldn't like take photos of people, but like it's real to like what you're experiencing. So then it feels like comforting and close and as well with like the TikTok marketing is it almost feels like you found me. I wasn't searching for you because you came across me on your For You page. So it's again, a very indirect way of doing marketing because millennials and Gen Z really don't like to be marketed to. They're very minimalistic in that way is that when they feel like companies being too pushy, they, they pull away. They don't want that. They want to see holes of fashion and they want to see other people wearing the stuff and it feel a part of the community. So when they find me on TikTok, it's almost like like a secret. Like they found this account and like it's you know when someone's like, "Oh, like I knew this band before they were popular or whatever." Yep. It's almost yep. like that feeling. Yeah, 100 100% and you know, uh TikTok TikToks become become a great tool because 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 like so, like the like the out like the algorithm can rec- can can, rec- can recommend videos out, out, of the, out of the blue that you know you, you didn't you you really you really didn't even have uh you yeah before you didn't really uh want 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 you really didn't really didn't know or or want to or want to search for them but you know with with every with every video that comes up on that for you page and you and and you engage engage on in it automatically uh you're 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 more motivated to uh to, to do more especially you know if if you if, if you're if you're a business trying to uh, uh, catered to a generation where uh, I'm going to be frank. Our generation's attention spans uh, are, uh, aren't are uh, are fairly very 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 are very very short. So TikTok's the perfect way to do that. So moving, uh, I guess moving on in a different uh, different different slant with dresser. Um, let Let's just face it. Um, this th- this past year and God knows how long has been. Um, has been has been has been a journey. Um, <laughs> been so, um, what have been some of the hurdles that you've had to navigate with Dresser? It could be like supply, uh, it, it, such as you know supply supply chain issues with uh, with products. Um, so, my biggest hurdle has actually been getting the school's attention and getting them to work with me directly. So, I'm not promoting any illegal activity here, and I don't think anyone should do something illegal when they start a business. But when I started my business, none of the merchandise was licensed. As such, technically illegal. It's nothing terrible, but it is what was happening. When I started the business, I was just making merch. I was making designs. I didn't think any of the schools were going to notice because I was just some kid 
like selling t-shirts on Etsy at the beginning. Like I was like, they'll never know. And then I made a TikTok that went like semi-viral. It had like six, it's not now, I know it's not semi-viral, but it got like 6,000 views. And I was like, I am Charlie D'Amelio. Like I was like, I thought I was <laughs> hot shit. Like in that, I remember being up at 2 a.m. being like, oh my God, 200 likes. Like 200, like I was like freaking out. Um, Serotonin overload. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that happened. And then I got five cease and desist like in a week like it was like oh, Queens, Fourier, Western like they were all like hey we heard about you and we're not happy about it and I was like oh boy um <laughs> so that's why when I first started I I was making Brock merch and I was making really cool Brock merch Brock um and then they sent me a cease and desist and I had to take it all down which of course like I I know I had to like that, that's the right thing to do. And I wanted to make my business like a fully legal licensed brand. So when I got the cease and desist from those companies like Queens or McMaster or Laurier, I sent them an email back and said, Hey, like, sure. Like 100% I'll take it down. I'll stop doing what I'm doing. But what if instead we work together? Like what if instead you gave me your licensing rights and we did this all legally? And they were like, sure which actually worked out in my favor because I feel like if I had approached them with no business experience, no designs, no customers, whatever, as a 23 year old girl at the time, they would have been like, get lost, like kick rocks. We don't want you around. But the fact that I could go to them and say, I have all of these people who are interested in my merchandise. I have these designs. I already have a website built. I just want to give you money. They were like, all right. So that was actually helpful. Like, I know it sounds like a bad roundabout way, like roundabout way to get a licensing deal, but it worked. Um, and then since then, I've contacted other schools and gotten them in the proper formal setting, which is very good. Um, but yeah, the number one thing has been getting schools to agree to work with me because they, it's just something that isn't done. Like there's no other retailer in the marketplace in Canada that's doing third-party designs for right. schools. So I think right. they're very either weary or just like like scared to give away their licensing rights because um, it's something they've never done before. And think about like Fanatics in the US. Like that's a major brand that does mm. third-party printing for all the universities. And I would mm. love for one day this to basically become Fanatics Canada where I'm able to make merch for every university in Canada and have very unique, nice stuff that the schools don't even have to put their hands on. Um, so right now I, I do have all of their emails and I have emailed all of them. And the hurdle is getting them to be like, yeah, we do wanna work mm. with you. So now I'm at the point though, where I'm saying to students, okay, I've contacted them all. They either have an exclusive like partnership with someone else, they're not interested, they're just straight up ghosting me, like whatever the fact may be. It's now in the students' hands to go to the schools and say to their bookstore, hey, do you carry shop dresser? If you don't, could you? Like if we start putting the pressure in the students into the schools, maybe they'll remember that email they got six months ago and be like, students actually want this. We were maybe scared of it or didn't think it would work, but we're seeing that our students do indeed want this. Yeah, and I think it's it's such a unique it's it's such a unique business design that you know again again um, you know maybe they 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 probably they probably don't they probably don't know how to to re, to react to react to it even though even though you know it, it, even though it, it's 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 legit it's legitimate universities have 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 bought have bought have bought it have bought it have bought into this and you know yeah. it, it's 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 prod it's product that is it that is in tune for the for the ideal consumer for this which is which 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 is mostly which is mostly university and and co and college and co and college students like mm -hmm. you know the like like the US you know as so like if you like if you go if you go to the US or or even or even, or even here like you're you're not gonna you're not gonna it's not gonna be long before you know you you see a piece you see a piece of uh, of merch from uh, from you know, from from a major sports school that's in the the that's in the SEC maybe you yeah. maybe you maybe you get maybe maybe you see a couple Clemson shirts around there Michigan Michigan Oregon. Right. My dad wears a Notre uh, right. Dame shirt almost every day of his life. 
Like Is literally, he, he has the Fighting Irish logo tattooed on his body. Why? <laughs> oh my! Like wow! That is fa- that is so like ridiculous fandom. Like there is no one. I okay, maybe there's somebody. I don't think there's anybody with like a Brock Badgers tattoo just walk around with a Badger paw like on their arm, being like Badgers. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but and why uh, yeah. not though? Like we need that pride. I know, I, I know, and, and I know, and 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 it and it, and it is and it is and it, and it is and it is getting there, but you know, but uh, but you know, the, the wait the waiting game uh, is is uh, is is uh, is obvious is obvious is obviously frustrating, but you know, uh, the the real satisfaction is you know when it, when that when when that when that uh, word of acceptance comes comes through, like what happened, like what happened, like what happened with like what happened with Queens. Um, and, and it was more, and it was, and it was, and it was a dot and it seemed like a domino effect. Organize, organize, organize some events, got the word out, sold some t-shirts, everyone, 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 everyone liked the product because it's Queens colors. And, uh, and for people in that university or, or wanting to go to that university that it's, it, it, it's, it's cool to associate with, uh, with the tricolor brand. Yeah. And I think as well, one of the major things is like, most universities have been selling the exact same thing for a very long time. Right. So I'm sure if I walked into the Brock bookstore, there would be a lot of the same options that were there when I started there in 2013. So, and that's right. nothing against them. They know their brand. They know what people like, but we live in a very fashion forward society where kids want things that are very different and like fit their style and I, I mean, I'm trying to think about what I have from Brock merchandise. I have a Brock Sport Management Council hoodie and a Brock Sport Management t-shirt. And I wear them either to the gym or to bed or whatever. But I would love to wear something that like, I think is really like fashionable and cool. And I would wear it on a more regular basis if there were options for that. Like I have a queen sweater on this rack um, that's like, black and then the logo is also in black so it's like a reflective like very subtle sweater and I see people wearing them all the time with like leather pants and like biker shorts and stuff like that because it is like a fashion forward look and you wouldn't necessarily wear like your like queen's hoodie with the big embroidered patch on it but if you have some more like subtle fashion forward options you're going to see people wearing them more which is good for the school and good for the brand. 100%, 100%. Yeah. We're going to touch base on some future plans now. So if any, uh, are there any long-term aspirations for Shop Dresser? Um, yeah, I, I think definitely. I've, I get asked that question quite a lot. And what's funny is I always say, like, I didn't know that this was going to be, this wasn't even like in my career path five years ago. So to think mm-hmm. about like the future of this business, I don't mm-hmm. know, like necessarily. And I know that, my kind of word this correctly there's like a time limit on me doing this because soon I'm gonna start getting crow's feet and one day I'm gonna want to get pregnant and like nobody wants a pregnant lady hanging around on our university campus like I'm 25 years old there's a very short window for me like selling university merch in the same way I am now and definitely one day I'll hire staff to be the face of the brand so I can just do the behind the scenes work so right now there's a very small window for me to be like who I am in the like public eye for shop dresser. Um, so I would very much like to continue the university line of things and continue that on. But like I said as well, I'm very interested in fashion in general. So I would love to turn this into like a fashion company as well and design things mostly overcoats. I love jackets. I would just love to have like an overcoat collection. I just want to design fall clothes, basically it. Um, but like, I would love to just have like a full collection of clothes that isn't necessarily branded to the universities, but then also have like the university apparel there as well as an option. So, yeah, that that, that those those seem those seem like great goals to uh, to 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 aspire to, and you know. With the trajectory that 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 dress that dress that dresser's on now, um, I wouldn't be surprised if you if you achieve a good handful of those uh, uh, in 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 a, in in a, in a few in a, in a few years time. But uh, but look at Sarah. 
Uh, this was great having you on this, having you on the, having you on the show to, to share, to share your, to share your career path from SPEMA uh, to, to your current, to your current position as founder, a, a shop dresser to close off the show as is tradition here at the SPEMA council podcast. We like to give the guest of the, the, uh, the, fi- the final word, if you will, to end up, to end, to end off, to end off the show with us. You can just uh, say what, say what's going on, right. Going on, right. Uh, going on right now with, uh, with, 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 with dresser or, just any or just anything you want to uh get get off the get off the chat get off your chest and um and probably and shoot the breeze with us uh for for a couple minutes longer so sarah thanks again and the floor is yours my final words are brock please contact me i want to work with you so bad i have kids harassing me in my email in my comment section in my dms i want to give you money my Email is order at shopdresser.com, S-H-O-P-D-R-E-S-S-R.com. Please contact me. I love you. I gave you four years of school tuition. I want to give you more money. Thank you. That is all. (laughs) (laughs) And and that, that, that is... That that's that's probably one of the more that's probably one of the more entertaining and emphatic and emphatic endings I have seen uh, to the podcast thus 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 far. But Sarah, thank you, thank thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on and uh, and in your and in your spare time, listeners, please check out uh, check out check out Shop Dresser uh just to, to to see what to see what this company's up to it's a it's a, it's a great it's a great brand uh dedicated to uh, providing uh quality university apparel 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 uh that uh that, that, ever, that everyone will love so sarah thanks again for joining the show we appreciate it thanks for having me awesome awesome episode this week we want to thank sarah marie doherty again for coming on to the show to share her story um a very very unique, unique story that we had on this on, on the SPEMA Council podcast, especially when it comes to maximizing your mindset. Uh, there was a lot of tough decisions that she had that she had to make um, early, early on, and um, she's a prime example of uh, of, ha- of having the, of having the, the drive necessary to see 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 your pa- see your passion for uh, for for a specific area and follow through on it and that's what she's done with shop with with shop with shop dresser she's got she's got a bunch of uh, of of cool of cool stuff that she's selling with uh, with with a bunch of different universities and um, I have no doubt that uh, that her bit that her business with the way that it's going is going to succeed long term Another thank you goes out to Jake Matthews for coming onto the show to co-host to, 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 co- to co-host for um, for the second time I think um, regard, regardless of how many times it uh, it was Jake thanks again for joining for joining for joining the show I uh, I appreciated I appreciate having uh, having you on having you having you alongside me to co-host um, and and that'll do it for this episode of the SPEMA Council Podcast. Feel free to check us out on social. We're on Instagram and TikTok using the handle at SPEMA Council Podcast. But until next time, we say thank you so much for listening. Stay classy and have a nice day. Cheers, everyone.